Hey, Palmetto Shores, and welcome back to our final session in Daniel as we cover chapter 12. Uh, studying Daniel for the past 12 weeks has been a huge undertaking, and uh, I feel that as if we were to go back, we could spend even more weeks and more months even digging into um, all that's packed into this book. And so I hope you've found this book to be just as encouraging and challenging for you as it has been for me. And uh, let's just dive in. In chapter 12, we wrap up uh, this last section that seems to run together with chapters 10 and 11. In some ways, the chapter can bring a lot of fear, but when we really, we really get down to the root of it, we know there is something far greater coming to us at the end of time. And so I just want to read verses 1 through 4 uh, and see what that means for us. And it says, At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust in the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many into righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. So Michael's back on the scene here, and he tells us that there's going to be a great time of trouble like none other that has ever happened before. Uh, so it sounds pretty bad, like bad news, right? Um, well, we haven't even finished verse 1 before we get hit with a but. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Great news, actually, uh, for those whose names are in the book, of course. Um, how do we know, or how do you know if your name is in the book? Uh, so let's take an assessment of yourself. Um, have you repented of your sins and turned to God for salvation? Have you freely accepted the grace and mercy that we only receive through Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross? Does the Holy Spirit live within you, guiding you and showing you what it means to live a life that is aligned with God's word in his heart? And in the next few verses, we know it's, uh, we've known that there's two paths. Um, some will wake to everlasting life, and some others will wake to everlasting contempt. And I hope and pray that if you haven't turned to God in obedience and repentance, that you wouldn't delay in that. Um, and, and, it's, and that's our job um, that we're tasked with here on earth as we wait. When we're saved, we don't sit on our faith and call it our own. Or uh, we don't want to call it my own personal and private relationship with God. That's a very unbiblical view of Scripture, and it doesn't support the nature of which we're called to live. Uh, we're called, though, to take the gospel to others. We're called to be the salt of the earth, we're the light in the darkness, to be a reflection of the love and mercy that we have received to all people. Um, at whatever point in your life, young or old, this is our calling, and we'll never retire from it. Um, it's a calling that we draw life from and strength from, just as we learned from Morgan's sermon last week in the closing of Philippians 2, um, we draw our strength and our life from the gospel, and we are able to share that um, with other people forever, as, we're, as long as we're here on earth. And as we move on to the second part of this text, we see an age-old question, uh, how long shall it be till the end of these wonders? How long, Lord? Who hasn't asked this question before? I know for me, I probably ask it way too often. Um, there's a strong desire for us to see all things made right and to be made perfect without any chance of pain and suffering. Uh, but we know that while we wait, we look back to the first part of this passage and we reflect on what we've seen in the book of Daniel. 
Uh, we live our lives in light of who God is. We live in obedience to glorify God, to be an example of his love, to reflect his goodness that can sustain us. Uh, the book of Daniel is a great testimony of a great man who lived in alignment with Scripture. But in reality, the book of Daniel is really about God's power and his grace. It's about God fighting for us and redeeming his people to himself. And so as we close this, uh, this chapter in this book, I'll leave it at the last verse um, as it says, But go your way till the end, and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days. So where will you stand on that last day? Uh, I hope that uh, you've, again, enjoyed studying this book with us and um, had great discussions in your group. We're excited to be kicking off a new uh, year with a new series. Um, and that new book in our small group discipleship model is going to be the book of John. Um, so we're excited to be starting uh, the Gospel of John um, next time. And um, on our Sunday mornings, we'll actually be in Ezra. So we'll stick with some Old Testament and New Testament as well. And in January, we're going to be launching Sunday seminars in the evening from 6 to 7.15 p.m. And we'll be doing that every other month. So January, March, May, and so on. We'll be studying a different book of the Bible together. And uh, it'll just be a great time for you to come out and enjoy um, continually growing your faith and in fellowship with other um, members of the body. And so we look forward to all that's to come in the new year. And we hope that... Um, It'll be a great blessing for you. And we thank you for your th your faithfulness so far in following with us and tracking along and um, just for your servant um, serving uh, Palmetto Shores. So I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.